Some 2,000 or so years ago, a man walked this earth. He entered into the world in one of the most unorthodox ways and equally exited the world in an unorthodox way. We know him as Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We know the stories, the parables, the gospels, the words in red. Many have dived in, you know, his death, his resurrection, why he lived, his purpose. Then we know that once he left this earth, you know, he promised a comforter, a Holy Spirit, an ability to, you know, to live free from sin and, you know, live this life victoriously. But what if I told you that he, this whole time since he's left in the flesh, up until he's supposed to be coming back, he's been working on a secret project. One that we don't know anything about. But yet, when we see it, it's going to be more than we could ever have wished for. It'll be perfect. My name is Sam Young, and this is the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, LGBTQ, abortions are encouraged, refugees, black lives matter, all lives matter, politics this, Congress that, AOC, Camilla Harris, Donald Trump Jr., The War, CNN, Fox News. These are things that flood our mind on the daily. I know a lot of people find ways of avoiding the news, but one way or another you're going to find out about or hear about what's going on in today's politics or in today's world. With Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Now most newspapers, if not all of them, are online. We're all digital. Even if you don't really correspond on any of those different social media platforms, again, you'll find a way to find out about what's going on in the world. And it begins to consume your mind. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Anything wrong with using these platforms. I mean, I do. That's not really the point. The point is that there's so much information in this world, so much to have your mind to be eating up that us as Christians, we kind of lose sight of what's ahead of us. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. We've probably heard that scripture maybe hundreds of times, right? 
another way it's been put, it says, But on the contrary, as the scripture says, What eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared and made, and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affection, reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. When Paul wrote this, he, you know, he, could, he was talking about a couple of different things, but one specifically is that I had not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And what does it say in verse 10? It says, Yet to us God hath unveiled and revealed them by, the, by and through the Spirit, for the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything. You see, when Paul was talking about that, we have no idea what God has been preparing, what He's been doing. We have, we, you know, we have a general idea, we have a hope of what it could be, but we really have no idea. It says, I hath not seen nor ear heard. But what's beautiful, it says there in verse 10, that God has revealed a little bit of it. He's unveiled some things to us. That's why it says, I believe in Ephesians, about we are dwelling in heavenly places. You ever been a part of, you've been in fellowship with somebody? Or you haven't fellowship with somebody? I often allude to my fellowship with Brother Caleb Robinshow when we get to play music together and how nothing matters. It doesn't matter about the bills. It doesn't matter about the stresses of life. All you think about is that great fellowship you're having. Those are those moments that I believe Paul, again, was talking about Dwelling in heavenly places. We get to have a little bit of a... He pulls the curtain back a little bit. like, hey, this is what heaven's going to be like. That fellowship and that awesomeness. You know, we, we've all heard that this world is just a dressing room for eternity. I can't think of his name. Uh, last name is Chan, I think. He, he's, he's an evangelist, I believe. I can't think if it's Rob Chan or something like that, but either way, he has he illustrates eternity this way, and that he has this long, maybe like almost twenty foot rope, and he has just the one end of it, just a small, maybe not even two or three inches, if that, wrapped in it's wrapped in red tape, and he says this right here, this little section of red tape, that's your life, that's seventy years, and then he illustrates the rest of the, you know, what would that be, nineteen and a half feet. That's eternity. See, but everything you do in this little red mark, this little red portion, defines the rest of the rope. The rest, the rest of the, again, the twenty so feet of rope. Ecclesiastes twelve and fourteen. It says, "For God shall bring every work into judgment, with every secret thing, whether it be good or evil. Nothing will get past God." It'll be. It was once said that. Heaven is for a prepared people. You know, I truly don't believe you just kind of waltz into heaven hoping you made it. It's, it's for a prepared people. And it certainly pays to be prepared. You know, time is running out. I think uh, there in Timothy, uh, second chapter, I believe, verse 3, it talks about we're in the last days. So why wait to be ready? Jesus himself said in Mark, you know, 13, 
33 through 11 talks about how earth and heaven shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It talks about how that that day, the hour, that day that the Lord will come, no one knows. People have guessed, well, 2012 or such and such time or whatever it may be, and obviously they've been wrong because here we are. <laughs> so what exactly are we talking about today? And we're going to talk about imagine heaven. You see, again, we've become so conditioned by the world to be so focused on these carnal things. And yes, there is importance. There is importance to having a job and paying your bills, you know, having food to eat, you know, and taking care of the things you need to take care of as adults or, you know, different, you know, different, just life. There's a lot of things in life that are important. You know, I, I don't believe that we just say, oh, well, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, nothing else matter. Nothing else matters, excuse me. I'm just going to, you know, live in a hut and not do anything. No, I believe that there is, I mean, there, there is obviously purpose in having, you know, living life, working a job again, you know, having food, taking care of your family and whatnot. But the issue is, is that we become so focused and even, I, I'll admit that I even get beat down like, ah, oh, my car's broke down. And believe me, I'm not saying, oh, well, I'm all happy and joy. I mean, it, it, it's a problem. It's an issue. <laughs> and, you know, things happen bad at work. And, yes, I'm not, I, mean, I'm, I can speak personally. This stuff happens, <laughs> you know. Life happens, and, and it, it hurts just as much as it would anybody else. But what we need to do is continue to reinforce and remind ourselves that this world is not our home. So what exactly is heaven? The word heaven in Hebrew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder it. I think Hebrew says shamhim <laughs> or aronos, which is in the Greek. It means God's dwelling place. John 14 and 2, it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go prepare a place for you. John 14 and 3, or, yeah, 14 and 3 says, And I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, ye may be also. I know you dismissed it because you daydreamed. It said, where I am, ye may be also. Fourteen and two. Again, in uh, the Amplified, it says, in my Father's house are many dwelling places, homes. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And when I, and when if, I go and make ready a place for you, I will come back again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. So, all of this time, you know, Christ left in such and such A.D., up till here we are in 2019, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be on this earth. I hope another 50, 60 years, God willing. We don't know when, I mean, the Bible says right there, we don't know when Christ is going to come. I think even the Bible says, even I, even I don't know. It says only, God, only the Father knows. But all this time, just imagine that. For the last, what we know, 2,000 plus years, Christ has been working diligently Preparing a place for you. Making sure he has the proper tools. He has all the tools he needs. But he's making sure he's using the best 
materials. The best hammer heaven can buy. The best nails. Best siding. The best wood he can use to make your, your deck. You know, these are all you know, proverbial things, just figurative. But he's doing everything. He's spending all of this time. Imagine, I think, was it take so many months, maybe a year or so, to back, you'll build a house? After all the permits and all these different things? Well, don't worry, Christ has got it all approved by the man upstairs. And he's preparing and he's spending all this time fine-tuning every nuance of your reward. And as he continues to look at your life and see how things are going and aiding you and helping you make it. He's trying he's, he wants you to make heaven more than you do. Not so it's all the you know the the halos and the harps and stuff. No. Because he wants and he desires to have a communion with you. Because you know why? He knows what heaven's like. He's been there. Why do you think he works so hard when he was on this earth to try to encourage people to not to force them or else you'll die. No. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Come and follow me. All of this time. 2,000 years. Imagine what that's going to look like. We may be, you know, the world may continue to go for another 1,000 years. Ooh, I can only imagine what that's going to look like. We're going to take a break. My name is Sam Young, and this is the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. Hello, my name is Sam Young, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. Once again, I thank you for spending uh, your time with us. Uh, as I've said many times before, uh, this is just an avenue which we hope to encourage, uplift, and edify, and challenge uh, those who choose to listen. I'm not a preacher, don't plan to be one, and I'm trying to be one. Just creating a, a space for conversation. Uh, today's book recommendation, I'm going to... Uh, take back from one I suggested before. I suggest getting. I have suggested before getting a amplified Bible. I think I might even suggest this this copy here. We have the King James Version slash Amplified Parallel Bible. And uh, if you look, at, like I said before, you look on each side. You got one page. One side of the page is the King James. The other side is Amplified. And if you've ever read the Amplified, it. It, that's exactly what it is. It just amplifies the meaning. And it adds you know, little parentheses and stuff like that. And just like we said, uh, I mentioned before, about how I, he was saying that having fellowship with Christ, you know, where the Bible, King James may say, you know, just fellowship. It, it says fellowship, communion, togetherness, unity. Those are the type of things that amplifies it and it just adds a little more juice to it. I highly suggest it. Uh, this version here didn't really have an author. It's the Word of God. It's authored by God, but um, we'll go ahead. Uh, looks at Zondervan. <laughs> we'll go ahead and put that in the show notes. I'm telling you, you got to get a copy. If it's twenty, thirty bucks, it's worth it for your soul, right? So again, the Parallel Bible, Holy Bible, King James Version, Amplified Parallel Bible. I suggest you have it in your library, uh, your spiritual uh, library. Again, uh, today's topic we're talking about: Imagine Heaven. And I know I, we threw a lot of information in the first segment. But the point is that we need to just take a moment, a few moments, to really consider 
what is ahead of us. See, I, you know, it said, we said before, I hath not seen nor ears heard, nor has it entered the heart of man what God has prepared for us. We can only imagine. Like the Mercy Me song says. We'll put that in the show notes as well. We can only imagine. So the day comes. Now I, I ask you to listen. It says the day will come. And you and it'll be your day of death. And a lot of people have testified of different things of what happened to them. But long, either way, you'll find yourself standing before the throne of God. Now, if you've ever read the Chick Tracks, usually it's this big, giant being with just a, it hasn't, doesn't have a face and it's supposed to be God in this big throne. I don't know if that'll be it or if he'll, he'll just be six foot or be 18 feet tall. But that's irrelevant. You'll stand before God. And it's just you. It doesn't matter who you, who you're, you know, anybody in your family related to, none of that, they're not going to be there except you and God. And on a big 250,000 foot big screen TV, God says, review their life. And in 4K HD, they begin to review your life. And they see, you know, as a child growing up, they see you when you finally, you met the conditions. God, is call, God called, Christ called, and you answered the call to accept the Lord in your heart as your personal Savior. And maybe you have a tear run down your face because you remember that day very well. That experience, that paradigm shift, how everything went from death to life. You were lost, you were, you were now found, you were dead, and you were now alive again. And you stand before Christ. And again, He's continuing to review your life. And He sees you working for Him. Praying. Reading. The times where maybe your hurts came up. But God came in victorious power. Because you maintained faith and trusting in Him. And He sees your family. Or friends and family, co-workers. All have nothing but positive things to say of you. Times you've re- you resisted temptation, no matter how hot the fire was. You continue to press on because your mind was focused on making heaven your home. And not even just that, but pleasing God and glorifying God. And the time came on when you got older in your life and began passing down the truth to your family. And work, you're continuing to work for God. Were you perfect? No. But you maintained your spiritual integrity and you maintained, again, your zeal for God regardless of what happened in your life. You rested in God. And then it shows your funeral. Again, it's a sad time, but yet people knew without any doubt that you had communion with God all your life, so all you're going to do is continue that in eternity. So yes, it was a sad time, but it was so much. It wasn't so much a 
a remembrance or reference of your death, but instead it was a celebration of the new life, the new body you were just about to receive. He turns it off. And he calls out to one of his angels and says, Is their name in the book of life? It doesn't take him very long. says, Yes, Father, there it is. It appears. And then for the first time in your life, you've got to hear the audible voice of the Creator. Yes, he's, you know, he said a few things so, so far, but now he's finally going to look to you. He's going to say, one of the most miraculous, magnificent, powerful words to ever be uttered in English diction. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. Enter in into the joy of the Lord. You did it. You made it. Like we just saw all of the things that you could have given up reasons you could have given up you pursued you pressed on you made it and guess what nothing no way no how can change the decision because you made it you did it you had what it took you had what it takes to make it and you did Again, you had plenty of reasons to quit. You had people turn their back on you. People who, who you trusted in. And you believe even was your fellow brother or sister in Christ. Even family members all turned their, might have turned their back on you. And you said, no, I'm going to continue to go for Christ. For only what is done for Christ will last. You made it. You made it. And so you enter into the gates. As many po people have said. And you're looking around, you say, hey, there's brother so-and-so, hey, there's this person, hey, there's grandma or whoever. And then you're walking around and you're just going crazy, right? And then your eyes make contact. You've never seen him before. You've talked to him every day, multiple times through the day. But you feel like you just met him. Yet you know him so well. You've studied about him. You've read about him. You've talked about him. You, you've, you've cried out to him. And there he is. After so, however many years. There it is. There he is. Jesus Christ. And as you make eye contact with the creator. Creator's son. What's the first thing he'll say to you? What is the first thing he's going to say to you? Welcome home. I knew you'd come. Welcome home. You're here for good. Now look around. <laughs> now wasn't it worth the wait? Welcome home. Because you're here to stay. Welcome home.
All this time, you've been fighting these battles. I've been making heaven all the more heavenly for you. Because I knew you'd come. There's a day just out in front of us I know will surely come when the eastern sky will open wide revealing God's dear Son. And I know from here to heaven is but a twinkling of an eye and in the midst of all His glory we hear the sweetest cry. I believe at least for me I'll see my mom and dad, my brothers and my sisters and everywhere you look a friend. Oh, the greetings will be precious from those we love so dear and no mortal life has ever seen nor heard what we'll hear. Welcome home. (laughs) I knew you'd come. Welcome home. You're here for good. Now look around. Was it worth the wait? Welcome home. Because you're here to stay. Just a reminder today, as you go back to life and you face the hardships that you have to face, remember that it's all going to be over soon. Maybe it's another 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 years. But if you remain faithful, if I remain faithful, we'll get to walk hand in hand through the gates of heaven. I love you very much, and I hope you gain some encouragement today. Imagine heaven. Take five minutes. Well, I don't got time. Yeah, you do. Take five minutes to just dwell on the reality of what Christ has been doing all this time. And just maybe, Lord willing, I'll see you at the top. My name is Sam Young, and this is the Minister's a reconciliation podcast. So I raise my hand and I